Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected the stories that are most entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Hindu traditions. Our versions may not be the myth you're familiar with, but we hope you enjoy them. And be warned, today's episode includes dramatizations of graphic violence and war. Please exercise caution for all listeners under 13. Sita pulled her knees close to her chest and shivered. A sliver of sunlight streamed into the dim cell from a tiny window. Ironically, she half-wished it was pitch black instead. At least then she wouldn't have to look at her grimy confines. The dank cell was a constant reminder that she was in mortal danger. She squeezed her eyes shut, but all she could see was the ten horrible faces of the demon Ravana. He had tricked her husband Rama into abandoning her. He had killed her friend Jatayu and stolen her from their forest home. She did not know where he had taken her or what horrible fate he had in store for her. Rama, how are you ever going to find me? As soon as Sita spoke, she heard a sharp hiss. The door to her cell opened, revealing 20 red eyes peering back through the darkness. Hello, my Sita. Ravana, I am not yours. Rama will come for me. We are on an island high up in the mountains. (laughs) Only the birds know where we are. You think a human can get to you? A mere human, no. But Rama is special. It's his birthright to battle evil and destroy monsters like you. (laughs) The man who was tricked by a golden deer? Perhaps you were Rama's once, but you are mine now. I am a demon king, and a king needs a bloodline. Ravana left, disappearing into the shadows. The door slammed shut behind him. Sita crept to the tiny window and peered out across the mountains and surrounding sea to a faint shadow on the horizon, the mainland. Rama, please come. Before it's too late. Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Today is the final episode in our three-part retelling of the ancient Indian epic, The Ramayana. And all is not well. Rama's wife Sita has been kidnapped by the evil demon Ravana. Rama agonizes over her capture while waiting in the forest with his brother Lakshmana and Hanuman, the general and god of the Vanaras. But their wait is almost over. 
Finally, the time has come for Rama to confront Ravana and his army of demons. It's a battle that will decide Rama's destiny and the fate of the world. Coming up, Rama devises a rescue mission. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 and two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and My Lotto Rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prince Rama, exiled king of Koshala, turned his wife's silver bangle over in his hand. His heart pounded at the sight of it. He was overcome with love and fear. He looked up at Hanuman, god and general of the Vanaras, the race of monkey people who had long waited for his arrival. He only had one question. Where is she? Ravana has taken Sita to his island kingdom, Lanka. I fear that he intends to make Sita his wife. Don't say such a thing! Sita would never betray me. She's pure. Pure and loyal. Ravana doesn't care about purity or loyalty. He only wants destruction and chaos. And he will take what he wants by force. Rama's fear turned into panic. He spun around to his brother, Lakshmana. He always turned to him first. We must go now. Sita is strong, but who knows what Ravana will try to do to her. Brother, I I thought you would want to go alone. You're the expert huntsman. I need your skills and stealth by my side. Of course, Rama. I'd be honored. Hanuman stepped between the brothers, his face grave. The journey to Lanka is too far for mortals. It would take you months by boat. Besides, if you go now, alone... You will surely fail. We must prepare for war together. I don't care about war. I care about Sita. She is light itself. I cannot just leave her in the belly of darkness. Then let me rescue her. You stay. Practice your skills. Train with my army. Absolutely not. I have a duty to my wife. My people have waited a long time for the Chosen One to defeat Ravana. Finally, the great Vishnu has sent you. This is your duty. 
Your Dharma! Rom, perhaps the monkey is right. Let him go. I'm a Vanara, not a monkey! You can trust me, Rama. You'll find her and bring her back to me? You have my word. <clears throat> but when I find her, Sita will not know me. I need to bring her something that proves I serve you. <sighs> my ring. Sita knows this ring. She gave it to me on our wedding day. The ring of Lord Brahma? I will guard it with my life. When you see it again, it will be on Sita's finger. Hanuman took the ring and left Rama and Lakshmana in the cave with his people. He hurried down the mountainside, through the thick forest, and towards the sea. He could feel a swell of excitement bubble up in his chest as he ran. He'd led armies into battle before, but this was the prelude to a war that would decide the very existence of the world. And he was a part of it. Hanuman stopped at a cliff on the edge of the forest. He looked out across the waves to the mountainous island in the distance, Lunka. He had no boat and was not a swimmer, so he would have to get creative. Father, the great god of wind, be you. I need your aid. Help me reach Lanka. In a moment, Hanuman's legs filled with a dull, aching throb that felt like a bowstring pulled too tight. They quivered beneath him, a new strange energy waiting to be released. He took a deep breath, then raced towards the cliff and jumped. He flew into the air, the clouds rushing past him. The ocean frothed far below. The feeling of flight was exhilarating. Soon the rocky beach came into view. He arced gracefully down and landed safely on the shoreline. Thank you, Vyu. Sita, stay strong. Rama has sent someone to rescue you. Sita crouched in the corner of her cell, sharpening a rock against the wall. It was small, but maybe it would protect her from Ravana's next visit. So far, she had kept him from touching her, but she didn't know how much longer she could manage. All of a sudden, she heard a commotion in the hallway. Her heart sank. Ravana must be back sooner than she expected. As the cell door opened, she hid the stone in the folds of her skirt. The answer is still no. <clears throat> no? No to what? Sita looked up in surprise at the unfamiliar voice. An armor-clad man stood in the doorway. Well, he wasn't quite a man. He had a furry face like a monkey and a tail that swished behind him. One of Ravana's rakshasas, no doubt. I will not join your master in his quarters. I am married. Princess Sita, I was not sent by Ravana. I'm Hanuman, general of the Vanaras. I'm here on behalf of your husband, Rama. Rama? That's exactly what a Rakshasa would say. I can prove it, here. Hanuman opened his palm, revealing Rama's ring. 
Sita took it gently and ran her fingers over the conch shell engraving. She remembered the moment she gave it to Rama on their wedding day. This is a symbol of my commitment to you and you to me. If anything should come between us, see this ring as a reminder of our eternal love. And my duty to you, my wife. <laughs> Rama did send you! We don't have much time! We must go now! Not so fast, monkey man. She's mine. Hanuman whirled around. He couldn't see much in the darkness of the hallway, but he knew that voice from his nightmares. He drew his sword, but was not fast enough. Ravana's 20 hands ripped the blade from him and dragged him into the shadows. Ravana carried Hanuman to his throne room and tossed him to the cold stone floor. Hanuman looked around for an escape, but every exit was blocked by swarms of rakshasas. Ravana settled into a throne of jagged black rock etched in Sanskrit. From his perch, the monster's 20 red eyes glared down at Hanuman. Ravana! You are the evil that drove my people from their homes, that polluted our forest with rakshasas. I ache to destroy you. Sad. I don't ever remember you or your people. That's how meaningless you are to me. But don't worry, I'll put you out of your misery. How would you like to die? Dread nodded Hanuman's belly. He'd failed but he reminded himself that he was a Vanara god, son of Vu. He would be brave even in the face of death. You can kill me, but know this, your end is coming. Vishnu has sent someone to kill you. His name is Rama. <laughs> Fire it is. Hanuman's stomach churned as a monstrous fanged creature approached with a torch. The heat scorched Hanuman's face. He tried to jump back, but Ravana's guards held him firmly in place. Wait, tell us more about this Rama. A man with blue skin stepped from the shadows. He had a jeweled crown almost as ornate as Ravana's. He dripped with menace, much like Ravana, and even though he was smaller, his eyes sparkled with cunning and deceit. Oh, shut up, Vibhishana. I don't want to hear more of your lies. There's a balance to the world, brother. <laughs> so far, you've been able to exert your rule without upsetting it. But if this balance is in jeopardy, so are we. Monkey, is what you say true? I'm the son of the great sage Vishrava. I'll know if you are lying. I speak the truth. Rama is the only one on this earth who can defeat Ravana. And he will do it whether I'm alive or not. I've heard other sages whisper about such a man. <sighs> no one can touch me. And it's foolish of you to say differently. Guards, the torch! Hanuman gasped 
He could feel the heat of the flame through his armor. His fur grew slick with sweat. Vibhishana suddenly held up a hand. Stop! Is there not more value in sending him back to his people with a message? I suppose. But he does not have to be whole to carry a message. Ravana snapped his fingers. The torch was placed on Hanuman's tail. Hanuman smelled burning hair and felt searing pain coursing up his spine. He gritted his teeth to stifle a scream, but it was no use. Vibhishana watched the guards escort the wounded monkey god away. He turned to Ravana, who still sat on his throne. His brother seemed unsettled, irritated. He drummed one of his many hands on the arm of his chair. Rama, Rama! I am tired of hearing about this man. Someone please kill him so I never have to hear that name again! You're more worried than you let on, brother. No. It's just that they have offended me. They? Have you heard this news from someone else? Sita may have mentioned Rama and his so-called destiny. And you did not tell me?! This stinks of dharma and truth. I'm worried the gods are involved now. You must release Sita and leave Rama alone. I am Ravana, granted with a boon of immortality from Brahma himself. Your counsel is an insult to me. Ravana swept out of the room. Vibhishana watched him go. He closed his eyes and let the energy of the world run through him. He was a sage after all. When he listened, words of other wise men echoed in his ears. Finally, he heard one voice rise above them all, Vishwamitra. He will defeat Ravana. It is his dharma, his duty. But how will he do it? That is the question. In time, with guidance, he will find his path and restore our balance. The sun, born to defeat evil, Rama. I have been content living in my brother's shadow, but it seems as though his reign is coming to an end. War is coming, and I must choose the winning side. Coming up, the final fight between light and darkness begins. The floorboards creak. The walls, they moan. The house seems vacant, but you're not alone. This October, Parcast invites you to celebrate the spookiness of the Halloween season with all new episodes of Haunted Places. From an infamous murder farm in Indiana to the ghostly tombs and palaces of ancient Egypt, Visit the world's most haunted destinations and find out what happens when a soul leaves the body but doesn't leave the grounds. Enjoy new episodes of Haunted Places all month long, free, and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. Rama paced back and forth in the mouth of the Vanara cave, his eyes scanning the forest below. Hanuman left to rescue Sita a day ago, and Rama was waiting anxiously. It seemed poetic, since Hanuman had occupied this very post for years, waiting for him. It was late in the day when Rama noticed rustling in the trees below. It was Hanuman. The monkey god burst from the forest and scrambled up to the cave. He was out of breath, cradling his tail in his hands. The appendage was scorched, burnt, and raw. You're back! Where's Sita? I'm sorry, my liege. I failed you. Ravana caught me. And I let you go. Who said that? There was a flurry of leaves at the tree line. A cyclone swirled and then dispersed, revealing a blue-skinned man with a smirk on his face. The demon floated up to the cave, eyes glittering. Hanuman drew his sword and stepped in front of Rama. He teetered from one foot to the other, his balance clearly affected by his injury. You have to go through me, Vibhishana. <sighs> Look, I'm sorry about the tale. Ah! Lakshmana, wait! But Lakshmana already sprinted toward the cave entrance, his bow and arrow aimed squarely at Vibhishana. Vibhishana sighed and waved a hand. Lakshmana flew backwards into a nearby pile of rocks. Uh, Rama, that's a Rakshasa. I am more than a Rakshasa. I am Vibhishana, sage and brother to the demon Ravana. I am here to offer my assistance. He's a demon, Ram. Get away from him. Now! Lakshmana, hush! Let us hear what he has to say. Rama turned to Vibhishana, but not before he noticed Lakshmana's hurt expression. Still, he couldn't think about his brother's feelings right now, not when his wife was in danger. And it seemed like this Rakshasa knew something about it. Thank you, Prince. If you are who they say you are, then you have been sent by Vishnu to end Ravana's reign. And I do not want to go against the will of the gods. My advice is to attack now. You'll catch him off guard. You want us to go to war with your brother? What's in it for you? Oh, nothing. <laughs> As I said, I do not want to go against the will of the gods. There's something else you want. Ask for it. I want to be king of Lanka when my brother is dethroned. I think you'll find me a more amenable ruler than him. I know what it's like to want to be king. Rama closed his eyes, remembering the pain of being exiled from his father's kingdom. 
the voice of his mentor, Vishwamitra, echoed in his head. You will be king one day, but the gods have granted you a greater destiny, much greater than you could ever imagine. Remembering these words, Rama felt a strange oneness with the earth. It seemed like everything he was seeing was destined to happen. He remained in this trance until he felt a hand on his arm. It was Lakshmana who pulled him aside. Ram, I don't trust this Rakshasa. They're trying to trick you again, and Sita is clouding your judgment. For the first time, the clouds have disappeared, Luck. Don't you see? It's all falling into place. There's a reason Hanuman could not rescue Sita. The energy of the world, the forces of destiny, they want me to fight Ravana. If I do not, then I am ignoring my dharma. I'm not saying we don't fight, Rama. I'm just saying that maybe we should take our time. Do it on our own terms. Hush, brother. My mind is made up. I don't need your counsel. Lakshmana stumbled back, stung by Rama's words. This time, Rama didn't notice. Come, Vibhishana. Tell me everything you know about your brother. The next few days were a blur. Rama trained around the clock. He practiced his archery, sparred with Vanara warriors, and learned about Ravana's strengths and weaknesses. He sent Hanuman as an envoy into the forest to recruit other soldiers. Soon, they were joined by an army of bear people, led by the great Jambavan. They would have to cross the great ocean to get to Lanka, so Vibhishana summoned his dark powers to build an enormous bridge from trees. When it was ready, thousands of Vanaras and bears donned their armor and assembled in fighting formation. As Rama looked upon the vast army, he remembered his early days of fighting Rakshasas. Back then, they had no army. It was only him and Lakshmana. Lakshmana! Rama wanted to share this proud moment with his brother, but he was missing. Lak, where are you? Rama searched desperately through the vast columns of warriors, but he was nowhere to be seen. Rama's search was interrupted by Hanuman. My prince, we are ready. I don't know where Lakshmana is. He should be by my side. We don't have time. We must go now to preserve the element of surprise. Your men await! I should say something to the army, to inspire them. As Rama looked at the sea of soldiers, his mouth became dry. The words wouldn't come. How could he encourage thousands of warriors when he doubted himself? Rama was on the verge of panic when he felt a calming hand on his shoulder. Lakshmana, oh, thank the gods you're here. I thought you would abandon me. I thought you didn't need me anymore. You have Vibhishana now. <sighs> Lark, I'll always need you. You're my brother. Rama and Lakshmana embraced. The hurt feelings evaporated and they looked out over the armies. My advice is, tell them the truth. That's what we're here for. Warriors, the sage Vishwamitra told me long ago that when faced with a challenge, I must accept it with grace and honor. This challenge may kill me, it may kill us all. But if we do not fight for good, if we do not lay down our lives for it, then who will? All of my life has led me to this moment. 
It is my dharma to kill Ravana. And it is our dharma to fight for good. Rama turned to Lakshmana, still speaking to the army, but also to his brother. Until the end. Are you with me? <laughs> They're with you, Ram. We all are. Charge! Rama sprinted forward, his sword raised high. Lakshmana and Hanuman were at his sides, the army at his back. They emerged from the forest and stampeded onto the bridge that Vibhishana had built. The span to Lanka seemed endless, the army charging towards the horizon for what felt like hours, until finally the island loomed in front of them. Ravana's demons must have seen them coming because they gathered on the shoreline. There were thousands of them, but there was no turning back now. Rama drew his bow from his back and launched a flurry of arrows. His aim was true each time. Rakshasas fell around him. Battalions of Vanaras and bears rushed forward. They jumped on demons and hacked them with their weapons and teeth. Rama did not let himself get lost in the battle. He kept his eyes on Ravana's palace, shooting down every Rakshasa that stood in his way. As Rakshasa bodies piled up, Rama broke through the throng and onto the stairs that led to Ravana's mountain lair. When he looked up, his breath caught in his throat. Sita. Sita stood at the top of the stairs, looking over the battle. Her wrists were fastened with chains, anchoring her to the rocks. Her eyes widened in fear. Look out! A chariot flew down the mountain path. It was led by hell horses, red-eyed and foaming at the mouth. And in the carriage, Ravana. The ten-headed demon seemed swollen with rage. His twenty eyes burned, ten rows of teeth bared. Rama dove out of the way, letting the chariot speed past the spot where he stood a moment before. He leapt to his feet and rapidly fired arrows at Ravana as the king sped around the battleground. But none of his shots connected. As they flew, his arrows stopped in midair and turned into snakes. The serpents dropped harmlessly to the ground and slithered away. Ravana halted his chariot on the far side of the beach and looked back at Rama. So, this is the man I've heard so much about. I was right to think so little of you. Another pathetic human with delusions of grandeur. He's right. I'm nothing against this kind of magic. How will I kill him? Rama wondered if the battle was over before it even began. Maybe if they left now, Ravana would spare the lives of the Vanaras and bears. Look to your right, Prince Rama! A gift from the god Indra! Rama's jaw dropped. Vibhishana stood a short distance away. Next to him was a glowing gold chariot harnessed to a team of towering white horses. 
That's your ride. I told you this was the gods' will. Ribishina, you have betrayed your own flesh and blood and allied yourself with this nobody. I'm sorry, brother. It's just that the only flesh and blood I care about is mine. <laughs> I'm impressed. I didn't think you had it in you. While Ravana was distracted, Rama jumped into the chariot, whipped the horses, and took off toward the demon. The horses were fast, very fast. Rama covered the distance between him and Ravana in a few quick moments. The ten-headed monster was still distracted by his brother when Rama raised his sword, ready to strike. But then he saw something that made his heart sink. Directly in front of Ravana, battling a group of Rakshasas, was Lakshmana. The horses and chariot were going to crush him. Rama barely had a moment to decide, plow over Lakshmana and kill Ravana, or spare his brother and miss the opportunity to destroy his nemesis. Rama dropped his sword and grabbed Lakshmana. They veered forward and the chariots collided. The carriage turned over and he and Lakshmana went flying. Rama felt his skin scrape as he slid along the rocky ground. His head smashed into a rock, and the sounds around him faded. He looked at Indra's chariot through bleary eyes. It was destroyed, lying in shards. Lakshmana groaned on the ground beside it. Rama could not see Ravana, but he could hear his cold, mocking laugh. <laughs> so much for Vishnu incarnate. <laughs> Killing you will be easier than I thought. Then Rama's world went black. Coming up, the fate of the world is decided. Now back to the story. As Rama lay unconscious on the battlefield of Lanka, voices from the past swirled in his head. He heard his father. You were born to defeat evil Rama. I have no doubt. There was his mentor, Vishwamitra. In time, with guidance, he will find his path and restore our balance. And there was his new ally, the monkey warrior Hanuman. We've been waiting for Vishnu incarnate, the one who can save us. We've been waiting for you. The voices disappeared as Rama regained consciousness. The chariots lay in splinters near him. Lakshmana was sprawled on the ground, groaning in pain. All around them, the armies of Vanaras and bears battled Rakshasas. He wasn't going to win. Perhaps his dharma wasn't to defeat evil. Perhaps it was to be killed by it. Get up, Ram. Get up!
Rama felt a hand pull him to his feet. It was Lakshmana. Let it go, brother. It's over. He's too powerful. I, I, I can't kill him. You're right. You can't. Not alone. Remember when we were young, our travels with Vishramashra? I knew how to feed you. It was I who handed you your bow and told you to fight. You may be the chosen one, the one born to defeat evil, but that doesn't mean you're destined to kill Ravana on your own. We can do it together. Lakshmana pressed Rama's bow into his hand and lunged at a nearby Rakshasa, spearing it with his sword. Ugh, come on, Rama! Just like we did back in Koshala! Lakshmana was right. They'd killed Rakshasas before together. They could do it again. Rama's head throbbed, but he pushed through it and strung his bow. He looked around for Ravana, but he was nowhere to be seen. Rama didn't have time to dwell on that. Behind you, Rama! Got him. Luck, watch out! Good eye, brother. And so the brothers fell into a rhythm, fighting side by side, just as they had many times before. Their days fighting Rakshasas in their home of Koshala no longer felt like a lifetime away. Rakshasas fell before them, arrow after arrow, sword strike after sword strike. Ravana's army began to fall back. The Vanaras advanced. Lakshmana stopped to admire their handiwork. Rama, we're doing it! We're going to win! Except at that very moment, an arrow pierced Lakshmana's armor. No! Lakshmana fell to the ground, revealing a looming figure behind him, Ravana. He was back, and he towered over the battlefield with a bow and arrow in each of his 20 hands. His 10 mouths spread into evil grins. I think that's enough fun for today. Rise, my army. Rise. Rise. As Ravana whispered his incantation, all the dead Rakshasa bodies that littered the battlefield suddenly awoke. Bloody and mangled arms lashed out, pushing their bodies up. Even the ones missing limbs or heads stood and turned towards Rama. An army of the dead. Their advantage was gone. Rama's army was now massively outnumbered. Hanuman still fought bravely, but he was exhausted, injured. Vibhishana was nowhere to be seen. Rama had never been so afraid in his life. He'd faced Rakshasas before, but never like this. And never without Lakshmana, who stirred weakly where he had fallen. At that moment, Rama looked to where Sita was still chained on the mountain. It may have been for inspiration, or perhaps to say goodbye, Rama wasn't sure. Her eyes filled with tears of despair. Rama wanted to give up too, but for Sita's sake, he shook his head in defiance. It can't be over. 
Suddenly, the sounds around Rama faded. The world took on a muted color. Rama feared he was about to fall unconscious again until a glowing figure appeared beside him. It was his father, King Dasharatha. Father? You know of my, the illusion of the world, that what we see in front of us is not the truth, but a simulation of it, created for us by the gods. Before you were born, I prayed to the gods. I prayed I would have a son that could see past Maya while here on Earth. That he would know truth and know who was corrupted by the Rakshasas and who was good. That, my son, is you. But the battle is over. Lakshmana might die, Sita is captive, Ravana raised an army of the dead. I have failed you. You were born to defeat evil Rama, I have no doubt. King Dasharatha held out an arrow to his son. Its tip was golden and gleaming. It was a weapon made by Lord Brahma himself, and when unleashed by a bow, it would be guided by the gods. Rama reached out in awe and grasped the arrow. As soon as he did, his father's figure shimmered, then vanished. No! Father, come back! Rama stood on the battlefield in a daze, his father's words resonating like the string of a plucked sitar. With the sacred arrow in one hand and his bow in the other, he looked over the vast regiments of soldiers. The army of demon corpses marched inexorably toward the Vanaras and bears. Hanuman rallied his exhausted fighters, hoping to inspire them for one last battle. Lakshmana lay motionless on the ground, bleeding, and Sita looked down at them all from the cliff. So many have helped me get to this moment. And now, I'm the one who has to end it. Like my father said, what we see in front of us is not the truth, but a simulation of it. Rama, are you ready to die? Why shouldn't I be? Death itself is an illusion. As soon as Rama uttered the words, the army of the dead collapsed to the ground. Ravana hadn't raised them at all. It was only an illusion of Maya. Rama could finally, finally see the truth. Ravana, the gods gave you a boon of immortality, but they gave me a gift too. Rama knocked the golden arrow and let it fly. It shot through the air, cresting upward until... It sank into Ravana's heart. Ravana's ten heads roared. His twenty arms grasped the arrow in his chest and frantically tried to yank it out. But Rama's aim had been true. Within seconds, Ravana went limp and collapsed to the ground, motionless. 
Without their leader, the horde of Rakshasas retreated toward the mountain. With the evil army on the run, Rama rushed over to Lakshmana. Hanuman was already tending to the wound. He'll live. Go to your wife. Rama peered up to Sita, where she was chained on the mountain. Her tears had dried, and her eyes were full of hope and relief. It reminded Rama of the first time he had seen her, when she stood on her balcony with attendants draping flowers around her neck and hair. Now her hair hung in tangles, and she wore chains instead of flowers and jewelry. Even now, she is the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. She looks like a goddess, like Lakshmi, too beautiful to be human. Sita met his gaze and beamed. It was the greatest sight Rama had ever seen. Over the next few days, Lakshmana was nursed back to health by Hanuman. For his assistance in battle, Vibhishana was appointed king of Lanka. He ensured the surviving demons would make peace with the Vanaras. At night, Rama and his allies celebrated with dinner and dancing, but even in the midst of happiness, something still plagued Rama. It was Sita. Ever since her captivity, she seemed different. It was as if her time with Ravana had changed her. As Rama thought about it, he couldn't help but remember what Hanuman had once told him. Ravana has taken Sita to his island kingdom, Lanka. I fear that he intends to make Sita his wife. One night, Rama pulled Sita aside. My dear wife, I am relieved that we are reunited. But I must ask what happened when you were with Ravana. Please, Rama. I just want to forget all about it. Your reticence makes me feel like you're hiding something. Rama, after all we have been through together, you doubt me? Ravana wanted you as his wife. Am I to believe that he did not force you to fulfill all the duties of a wife? You... you think that I've been unfaithful? I gave up my family, my title, everything to follow you into exile. Shall I prove myself yet again? I'm not saying that. But if there were a way... Fine. I'll build an inferno and walk through it. Agni, the fire god, will judge me. If he finds I'm lying, then I'll burn. Sita ripped the ring off her finger and tossed it at Rama before storming off. As she constructed her giant bonfire on the beach, Rama seethed. He had every right to question her. She was the one who may have betrayed him. But then he looked down at the ring Sita threw at him. It was Lord Brahma's with the Shanka, Vishnu's conch shell engraved on it, the one she'd given him on their wedding day. Your father, he knew this ring and our love would be your touchstone. When you lose your way, let it bring you back. Let it help you see the truth. Sita will always be true to me. <sighs> what have I done? Rama looked up at the sound of crackling wood. Sita marched toward the towering flames, 
Rama sprinted over. Sita, please! I'm sorry! I was wrong to question you! Please don't! Um... Asatoma Sagamaya Tamasoma Jotirgamaya Mietorma Mritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 before Rama could stop her, Sita stepped into the fire. Sita, no! The flames rose around her, licking her arms, her shoulders, her neck, her chin. But she didn't scream. She stared at the embers under her feet. It, it doesn't hurt. It's as if it's kissing me. Thank you, Agni. Rama watched in awe as the glowing orange fire turned a pale yellow and fell in a heap around Sita's feet. The flames had turned to jasmine petals. Agni has found you pure. You always were. Sita, please forgive me. Rama, you may have defeated the greatest evil in the world, but we will never be free of Maya. Darkness isn't just demons and Ravanas. It lives inside us, too. You're right. Every day we must battle petty jealousies, anger, and selfishness. The darkness that plagues all humanity. I'm worried we won't always win. No, my love. We won't always win. But we'll always fight. Rama may have been the incarnate of Vishnu and the Chosen One, but his wife was wiser than anyone he had ever met. He pulled her into his arms. Rama never wanted to let her go. <clears throat> Prince Rama, Vibhishana has assured me that the Rakshasas have left my kingdom. My people can finally go home. It, it was an honor fighting at your side. Hanuman... The honor was mine. They will chant about your bravery for centuries. Even though Hanuman was a hardened warrior, a tear formed in his eye. He bowed deeply to Rama and strode away. Hanuman's desire to return home struck a chord with Rama. He suddenly remembered something. Lakshmana, come. It's time for us to go home, too. It has been 14 years since we left Koshala. Our exile is over. Uh, about that. You have much to go back to. You'll be a great king and you and Sita will rule wisely. There's not much for me to return to. Perhaps I will go with Hanuman and help them rebuild. They need more warriors like me. Do you remember what you said when we left home years ago? <laughs> I said you were spoiled. <laughs> You also said there's room for three in that carriage. We set out as three. We will return as three. I could not have saved the world without you. No amount of power or glory will change that. <clears throat> All right, Rama. Let's go home then.
The trio left the island of Lunka across the bridge of trees and through the forest where they had lived for so long. Do you think they will remember me? Or that they'll even want me back? Barata, our half-brother, has been king for 14 years. Barata never wanted to be king. His mother bullied him into it. It was a long journey back home, but finally Rama, Sita, and Lakshmana stepped out of the forest overlooking Koshala. As they approached the city of Ayodhya, Rama could see lights everywhere. Lanterns lined the path. Every home had candles in the windows. And along the way, villagers emerged out of their homes carrying candles. What are they doing? I've never seen this before. They are welcoming you home, King Rama. When they reached the center of Iodia, the entire city erupted in celebration. Everyone cheered. Fireworks lit up the night sky. King Bharata stood at the gates of the city, welcoming Rama with open arms. Rama let the people of Koshala lead them the rest of the way to the palace, out of the darkness, and into the light. The story of Rama's defeat of Ravana is one of the most influential tales in Indian and Southeast Asian culture, and it's something of a family history as well. Rama was said to be from a royal race of people that were descended from the sun. In recent history, clans of the Solar Dynasty in Mevar and Udaipur believed Rama was their ancestor. And it's not hard to see why. Rama is the ultimate hero, the manifestation of righteousness and good. In fact, most of the characters in the Ramayana represent something greater than themselves. Sita is virtue, Lakshmana loyalty, and Ravana, of course, evil. The saga has spawned countless translations, paintings, and films since its inception in the 5th century. But one of the most lasting aspects of the Ramayana is its connection to Diwali. As we mentioned in our first episode, Diwali is a five-day festival celebrated by Hindus around the world, as well as Buddhists, Jains, and Sikhs. Every year in October, worshippers set off fireworks and enjoy meals with family. The deity of the holiday is Lakshmi, goddess of abundance and wealth. But the Ramayana is known as the story of Diwali. So revelers put lanterns or candles in their windows, symbolizing the day that Rama, Lakshmana, and Sita returned from exile. In fact, the word Diwali is derived from the Sanskrit word Deepavali, translation, row of lighted lamps. Not all of us can relate to battling a demon, rescuing our spouse, or being exiled to a forest for years before we can be king. But we have all been faced with a choice between what is right and what is wrong. And we must do our part in choosing good over evil. Diwali champions moments of light, no matter how small. The holiday tells us it's up to everyone to help drive out the darkness. So, to those who are celebrating, 
we have this to say. May the Festival of Lights fill your life with the sparkle of joy, fresh hope, bright days, and new beginning. We wish you and your family a very happy Diwali. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back next week with a new episode. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back next week with another epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, and Carly Madden. This episode of Mythology was written by Kate Murdoch, edited by Adam De Silva and Robert Teamstra, fact-checked by Haley Milliken, researched by Adriana Gomez, and produced by Freddie Beckley. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Dinesh Alvis, Zelda Diana Black, Brian Kim McCormick, and Charlie Wes. I'm Vanessa Richardson.